G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Every day, 250,000 people enter in to the afterlife. This is something that we have to think about. As we live day to day, it's easy to forget that tomorrow isn't promised to anyone. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie brings us important insight. I know it's not the most pleasant of subjects, but I believe as a Christian, we can face it head on without fear and know that we have hope in the afterlife. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Cemeteries are full of people who probably didn't expect death to come when it did. And what comes after this life has to be prearranged before this life is over. So although death may be years away for you, it's not too early to make those afterlife arrangements. And today is the day as Pastor Greg brings a message called, Will I Go to Heaven? Glad you're along for a new beginning and a message from the series, Timeless, Unchanging Truths in a Changing Culture. So I heard a story about a a man who went down to Florida because it was so cold in Chicago and his wife was gonna join him a little bit later. And after he landed, he wanted to shoot his wife a quick text and let her know that he arrived safely, but she had just changed her phone number. And he committed it to memory, but as it turns out, he got one digit wrong. So he sends this message to his wife. Well, actually, it didn't go to his wife at all. It went to an elderly woman whose husband had just died, and he happened to be a pastor. And so the family was gathered there in the home, and suddenly they hear the elderly woman shriek, and they run in, and they grab her phone and read this message on it. Dearest wife, just checked in. Everything is prepared for your arrival tomorrow. (laughs) P.S. It sure is hot down here. Yeah. Yes, that's one of those preacher jokes. Preacher jokes are a lot like dad jokes, aren't they? Kind of lame, mildly amusing. But sooner or later, we're all gonna enter in to the afterlife. Death is no respecter of persons. The rich and the poor, the famous, the unknown. Death is the great equalizer. You know, I remember before I was a Christian, I thought when you died, you simply ceased to exist. And that freaked me out. Now, there's a scene in the movie, Jesus Revolution, where my character, Greg, is running down the street, flipping out, thinking he's going going to die, is a real story. And that's really what happened to me. And, uh, And I did hear a voice say, you're going to die. And that sent me on a search as a young person asking the big questions that every thinking person eventually gets around to asking, such as, what happens 
after I die? Where will I go when I die? And of course the biggest is, will I go to heaven? In his biography on Steve Jobs who created Apple and created a lot of the technology that we're using today, especially the iPhone, uh, the author Walter Isaacson asked Steve Jobs whether or not he believed in God. Jobs said throughout his life there were seasons when he did believe in God and then there were times when he did not. But now, as he was facing the prospect of his own death, he found himself believing in God more and more. So the author of the book, Isaacson, asked Steve Jobs, why? Why do you believe this more and more? Steve replied, quote, because I can't accept that the body just turns off one day and then it's all over and you're gone forever. Then Jobs added these words, incidentally, that's why we never put on-off switches on Apple products because Jobs didn't like the idea of just flipping a switch and turning something off. Isn't that interesting? That's how a lot of people view death. You just flip a switch and lights out, party's over, the end. Well, that's actually not true at all. Uh, we are eternal people. If we're a believer or a non-believer, we have a soul that lives on in the afterlife. Yes, the body goes into the ground. Yes, the body ceases to function, but the soul lives on. We had the privilege of being in Washington, D.C. last week, and we were in the Capitol building. And um, I'm reminded of the words that are written there in that Capitol building, quote, one God, one law, one element, and one far-off divine event to which the whole creation moves. That event is the end of life. No, you can't escape it. You can't say, no thanks, I'd rather not. We're all headed toward that event. It reminded me when I was in the Capitol Rotunda back in 1996 when we watched Billy Graham and his wife Ruth receive the Congressional Gold Medal, a distinguished honor. Uh, and in this uh, building, this with the dome on it, there are all these statues around you of, of different leaders in our country, mostly presidents. There's Dwight Eisenhower. There's uh, Ulysses S. Grant. There's uh, Thomas Jefferson, Ronald Reagan, Harry Truman. And Billy Graham stood in that spot and he said to all those people that were gathered, the elite of Washington, he said, I've walked through Statuary Hall, I've looked at all these statues of great Americans, and they all have one thing in common. They're all dead, and we're going to join them. I thought, wow, that was a moment. <laughs> I never forgot that. And actually, they honored Billy by putting his body in state there in that same room after he died. But um, this is something that we have to think about. I know it's not the most pleasant of subjects, but I believe as a Christian we can face it head on without fear and know that we have hope in the afterlife. We need to think biblically, not emotionally. That's what this series is about, is we're getting you grounded theologically so you know what is true. Most Americans believe in an afterlife, 84%. 82% of Americans believe in heaven, 70% believe in hell. That always makes me laugh that less people believe in hell than believe in heaven. But both are found in the Bible. One thing is clear, we'll all die and enter the afterlife because Ecclesiastes 3 says there's a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. 
Hebrews 9.27 says it's appointed unto a man once to die and then comes the judgment. Statisticians tell us that three people die every second, 180 every minute, 11,000 every hour. That means that every day 250,000 people enter in to the afterlife. This is why the psalmist reminds us in Psalm 139, Lord, teach us to number our days and realize how few they are and help us to spend them as we should. Thanks for joining us for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. We're tackling an important subject today as Pastor Greg digs into the study titled, Will I Go to Heaven? Let's continue. So let's read now the words of Jesus about the afterlife here in John chapter five. I'm gonna read verses 25 to 29. Jesus says, I assure you the time is coming. Indeed it is here now when the dead will hear my voice, the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will live. The Father has life in himself and he has granted that same life-giving power to a son and has given him authority to judge everyone because he is the Son of Man. Don't be surprised. Indeed, the time is coming when all the dead in their graves will hear the voice of God's Son and they'll rise again. Those who have done good will rise to experience eternal life and those who have continued in evil will rise to experience judgment. We'll stop there. Three big truths pop out of these verses. Number one, there is a final judgment. Number two, there are two destinations beyond the grave. And number three, the destination we enter into depends on our relationship with God. Let's start with point number one. There is a final judgment. In Acts 17, 30, Peter says, in these times of ignorance, God is overlooked, but now he commands men everywhere to repent because he's appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness. So the fact that there is a future judgment reminds us that God is fair because life is filled with injustices, isn't it? You just read a news feed and the horrible things that happen every single day and it breaks your heart. People seem to get away with the worst crimes imaginable, and we think, how can that happen? Well, they're not gonna get away with it. They may escape the long arm of the law, but they will not escape the long arm of the Lord. God is in control, and he keeps very accurate records. Colossians 3.25 says, the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there's no partiality. Listen to this, every wrong in the universe will ultimately be paid for. It will either be paid for by Jesus Christ when he died on the cross and the offender repents and puts their faith in him or it will be paid for by the offender at the final judgment for those who do not put their faith in Jesus for salvation. Point number two, there are two destinations beyond the grave, heaven and hell. There's no purgatory, there's no stopovers. Uh, Do not pass go, do not collect $200, Monopoly reference. You go straight into the presence of the Lord. Isn't that good to know? Right into God's presence. The moment you close your eyes on earth, you open them in heaven. 
when you take your last breath on earth, you take your first breath in heaven. It's so fast you could hardly even measure it. Paul writes in Philippians 1.23, I'm hard pressed between the two. I have a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better, but it's important for me to stay here with you. Why is heaven better than earth? Well, number one, because I'm moving from a tent to a mansion. How many of you remember the TV show The Beverly Hillbillies? Raise your hand. You're all really old. <laughs> or you're young and you've seen it in reruns. So um, Jed moved from his ramshackle old shack in the woods to a mansion. And we're gonna move from this broken down shack of a body to a mansion that's far better than Beverly Hills. Right? Heaven is better than earth because all of my questions will be answered. We all have questions in life. I do, I'll admit. Things that have happened to me in life that didn't really make sense. Some of those things have been sorted out. As I've gotten older, I'll look back and say, oh, now I understand maybe why God allowed that because this came out of it and this other thing came out of it. But then there are other things that have happened to me that make no sense to me at all. And we all have those questions. It reminds me of a mother who invited a bunch of people over to her house for a dinner party. And uh, so it was a lot of work, more than she expected, and so it was time to have the food, and she turned to her little daughter and said, honey, why don't you give thanks uh, for the meal? And the little girl says, well, mommy, I don't know what to say. And the mom said, well, just pray what you hear mommy say. And the little girl said, okay, Dear God, why on earth did I invite all of these people over to my house for dinner, you know? So, but we have serious questions we want to ask God, and we'll know. One day, we'll know. First Corinthians 13, 12 says, now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete, but then I will know everything completely just as God knows me completely. But the greatest thing of all, the reason that heaven is better than earth is not just because I'm upgrading my dwelling place, not just because my questions will be answered, but I'll be with Christ. I'll be with Christ. That's it. Again, as Paul says, I want to desire and be with Christ, which is far better. So what is heaven like? Short answer, amazing, awesome, better than anything you ever imagined. It's beyond your wildest dreams. It's described as a paradise. You remember when Jesus was hanging on the cross, it was the thief crucified next to him, who said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in what? Paradise. paradise, yeah, paradise. So he was reminding that man of the glory ahead. Paul writes of his own experience where he died and went to heaven in 2 Corinthians 12, and he says, I know a man 14 years ago was seized by Christ and swept into ecstasy to the heights of heaven. I know that this man was hijacked into paradise and he heard the unspeakable spoken but was forbidden to tell what he heard. So it's paradise. But then the Bible describes heaven as a city. It doesn't say it's like a city. It says it is a city. Hebrews 13, 14 says, we're looking for a city that is to come. 
Hebrews 11.10 tells us that this city has God as both the architect and the builder. So I want you to think for a moment of cities you've been to. And what do you have in a city? Well, you have things to do. You have restaurants to go to. You have maybe uh, a show to go see or, or you have other things that you plan on doing while you're there. Maybe you'll visit a museum or some other thing. So instead of thinking about a weird city of clouds with fat babies and wings, just think about cities you've been to. Certain cities have unique qualities to them. There's Jerusalem, there's Paris, there's uh, Norco. Um. <laughs> but in this city that we're gonna go to, there's no crying. No one's gonna mug you on the street. Uh, you don't have to dodge cars. You don't have to look at urban decay. It'll be like a perfect city. Think of it as a real place with real people where you do real things. It's a happy place. I think that's hard for some people to understand. But heaven is a happy place. The Bible says in His presence there is fullness of joy and at His right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Am I talking to somebody right now that is wondering, will I go to heaven when I die? If you don't have the answer to that, if you can't say with certainty, I know I will, don't you think that's the most important issue in all of life? I think so. Pastor Greg Laurie with important insight today on a new beginning. We're talking about heaven. And if you've ever wondered if you're heading there, well, Pastor Greg can help you know for sure right now with a simple prayer. He's only a prayer way, which means if you will call upon the name of the Lord right now through prayer, He will hear your prayer and answer your prayer. Listen, if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life, if you want Him to forgive you of your sin, if you want to know that you'll go to heaven when you die, just pray this prayer right now after me. Just pray, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now, and I choose to follow you. From this moment forward, as my Savior and Lord, as my God and my friend, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. And if you have just prayed that prayer and meant those words sincerely, we want to welcome you into the family of God. And we'd love to help you get started walking each day with the Lord with some resource materials to help you in your new journey. Just ask for a New Believers Growth Packet when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, more insight on the reality of heaven from Pastor Greg's new series called Timeless. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called, Will I Go to Heaven? If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. 
Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.